speed. All right, we are rolling with the Cleveland Moto Podcast. It's podcast number 115 for anybody keeping track. <laughs> you're, you're doing more than we do. Uh, tonight is a, a, a rather blustery evening. Uh, we have entered into January 22nd. And they're off. Uh, what we got going on tonight is we did some solid pre-gaming at uh, Porco with Kenny! Kenny's Kenny! back. Kenny. Kenny's back. Where did you roll in from today? Uniontown. Uniontown. Pennsylvania. That's PA. Yes, there is a Uniontown, right. Ohio. There is a, right. There's a Yinzer thing that... Uh, you all might remember Kenny <laughs> right. from a podcast that we all totally forgot. Right. Oh, that was probably... <clears throat> it was summer. September. 90... <laughs> the podcast number 90 uh, yeah 95 97 well, it was warm out it was warmer yeah the door was open no it was not fucking warm it was wet it was wet it was moist it was yeah. moist, moist. moist. Guys, hey you, you know what warm, cup, warm and right? wet's yeah, a good yeah, thing yeah, yeah. it was we a moist home on yeah. motorcycles yeah you guys seriously they left my house in a sideways rain <laughs> and it was like there was not enough I was like you guys gotta leave you have to leave now I was like you either stay at my house or you leave now and, and they go left. fast and they jet skied the rest of the <laughs> way the neighbors which is <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> no. uh, you know what you know what I can say about my neighbor she's like a goer stand up podcast there you go she's a goer my neighbor's a full on goer I'm gonna raise so, this up uh, a little world does she go she goes oh, yeah. in yeah. a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, she's not fit, but she's a goer. The uh, she's a goer. But so tonight's nudge, podcast. Nudge, say them all. So, say them all. Say them all. Say them all. Well, Winx is going to blind man. Nudge, nudge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got Chris Smith. Hey, how we doing? Dustin Elliott. Hey. Phil Waters, your humble narrator, and Johnny Chrome. Hello, hello. <laughs> Kenny's in from Uniontown. Hello, PA. Can you lay a little yins around us? <laughs> so how's the uh, Pittsburgh team going? <laughs> was, uh, what's the name of the football team down there? Stillers. Stollers. Stillers. 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 Yin's going downtown to see the Stillers. Going down the south side. Uh, all right, so Johnny Mecklefresh is in the house, and Johnny Mecklefresh is a human being this week. I have color. He's not puking. His car must run. He He's made it here. Pink again. Okay. <laughs> And of course, no, Steve Hofford is here, here wearing shorts and muck boots. <laughs> like seriously, did you just get done cleaning the stalls? Yeah, yeah. The horses are cribbing out there, aren't they? Nobody wears shorts in it's January twenty like second. It's twenty six and snowing sideways. Ba- our Baltimore and Boston, that whole corridor is getting hit by a giant snowmageddon. <laughs> Snowzilla, I heard they did. 52 foot drifts against the World Trade Center. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping that Washington would see minus 273 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Absolute zero. <laughs> but did you see how funny yeah. it was when they got, the day before they got two inches and, and they the, shut the, the city down? The entire city shut yeah. down. DC and right now handle, they're getting two feet. Right. DC couldn't handle two inches. How's two feet going to happen? Well, you know the, uh, what's, what's good, though, about that? That they sell so many cars on Gov deals. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> and there's going to be, instead of 10 pages of cars, there's right. going to be 100, 100 pages, pages of cars. Of cars and they said... With the, dents in them. The mayor, of, right. the mayor of D.C. got on and said, look, we're starting a snow emergency at 0930 this morning. Mary and Barry. No. Come on. It's some different <laughs> lady. Just, it was a lady. We're, we're, some we're setting off for She's ladies and crap. Some other Mary Ann. <laughs> well, ma- well, Mary Ann... Barry, I don't know what the mayor of fucking DC's name is, but she came on and she said the snow emergency starts at 0930. If your car is on the street at 931, we're towing it, yeah, even if one snowflake hasn't fallen. 
Because we're going to get ahead of this like emergency <coughs> snow corridor thing. How are they going to do that? They don't own snow plows. Well, well they own trash trucks. In the city. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, New York puts plows, plows on, on the, the trash trucks. Trash trucks. It's a good use of they labor. They have yeah. 2,000 trucks yeah. with plows on them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't could know. drive one of those. You know what I love about I blizzards? When they hit somebody Why not? else. When it's in somebody else's backyard, I really enjoy it. Well, when it's in our backyard, My wife used to live in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Baltimore. If there was a half an inch of snow on the ground, Mm -hmm. all traffic was shut down. Of course. You couldn't drive anywhere. And I guess guess New York's going to flood, too. So they're going to have everything going on. Yeah, they said the subway's going to flood. Right. Like it did last time. Yeah, Yeah, because the valves can't shut off. So uh, thanks to one of our listeners... Uh, Jorge Pena Jorge. From, yeah, from San Antonio Woo! says, tell Chris Smith that I'm selling my 09 Concourse 14 ABS. Yes. Uh, if he's still looking, previously belonged to an iron butt rider, so she has some miles, but she runs great. Give him a great price on it. He's authoring me to give you a great price on it, or maybe he's just saying... We'll give him a great price. On nice, it. nice. So you need to get in touch with and a pizza. <laughs> yeah, you need to get in touch with Jorge. I will in do San it. San Antonio. I will do it. When you go out there, check out um, the ra- the White Rabbit. It's yep. a great punk rock bar. I strongly recommend that. You're going to go to the Riverwalk because all the white people do. You'll blend right in there. <laughs> because yeah. as you all know, Chris is quite a punk rock guy. Mm-hmm. And he only plays. And I'm a white walk guy. And you can and you can drive back the 09 Concord Concord. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. Parkour. <laughs> the Parkour 1400. The bike that jumps over in Banklands. Porque? What did he speak in Spanglish? I don't know, man. It's a Concord. It's a Concord. And we got racist. He's going to enjoy the Concord. That's not racist. No, Danny Trejo approves of that shit. Uh, <laughs> all from dust okay. till dawn. <laughs> we got all kinds of pussy here. Parkour. No, that was, was, che- oh, was, was Cheech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was cheech. We got snapping pussy. <laughs> if you find a better deal on pussy, fuck it. Yeah. Stinky pussy. <laughs> the uh, pussy went bad pussy. Oh if man. You can so, find a better deal on pussy. Fuck it. Fuck it. And we just got more not safe for work than any other podcast. <laughs> man, that's a, you know what? It's all right, though. We was don't that care. 17 and 1 bit? Uh, <laughs> People land on Cleveland Moto more than once. They know what to anticipate. Yeah. We were pre-gaming tonight at Porco, so that's why there's at least 50% more intoxication than usual. <laughs> any new drinks at the Porco? No, we stuck with the regular. We stuck with the standards because it was slammed. It was assholes and elbows oh. in there tonight. <laughs> and so we got Which were in, you? Uh, asshole. <laughs> how it works. Sorry. Uh, I'm a gentleman, so I don't throw elbows in that bar. Uh, Linus says we have to give him a fucking shout out. So, Linus, uh, cooking tonight at Porco, made these guys yeah, yeah. their closing time nachos. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah. Curtis, I saw that picture. On Curtis Cousino, they got the. Oh, yeah, the chicharrones on there. Chicharrones. They got, oh, they got the... Oh, so good. The well, Li- Linus always deserves a shout-out. Linus, Linus he's, he's does deserve... Uh, yeah, he is our token he's, fucking nerd who doesn't own a motorcycle <laughs> but listens to our podcast just because he's Linus. And he's fucking awesome. He's Every fucking time awesome. you go... He's a good uh, He's a good. Would you break? Uh, Did you break your phone in. again? No, nope, I got an otter box. Excellent. All right. I got an otter box. <laughs> no, Linus is always kick-ass. Every time we go to Porco, yeah. he's just so hospitable and such yeah. a kick-ass dude. He's, he's such a, a good balloon guy. balloon thing around there. Boing. Dude, fucking my, my next otter box is going to be an actual otter with a phone jammed in his ass. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you need a lanyard. Because that. that's adorable. Just, just kind of hang down box. here. I do. You do. You need one of those things. I got a badger box. Remember 
those things like like janitors used to have their keys <laughs> on <laughs> that would zip yeah. out? Yeah. You need your phone on one of those. Yeah. So well, in case you drop it, drop. Because, you do the egg drop at Cleveland yes, State. Yes, the, yeah, the egg drop. The phone drop. The now. phone drop. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. See how far you can drop an iPhone six. Brilliant. The uh, and then good and then and then not to be outdone and then <laughs> well the funny thing is we are sitting here and the next time you guys listen to a podcast right now you're listening to this podcast a week from today and you're listening to this going oh my god right now the guys are at the Cleveland uh, IX Center motorcycle show but you'll hear about that a week from then yeah fuck so that that's the way time works yeah that's exactly Jeez. it so next take Friday off of work you said you were going to yep. take Friday uh, yeah, off of work it's quarter day. Press passes. Press corps. Yeah, we have press corps. I'm press corps. We have press passes. Yeah. And by the way, it turns I'm out pulled. that the press <laughs> the press passes are good for all weekend long. Whee! So if you do check in with your press pass, uh, take it home with you if you want to come back later and bring your friends, that kind of thing. Uh, friend singular? Friend singular. If you have a friend or if you meet somebody at the show. If I have to purchase a friend uh, for that. Right. You can maybe go to the guy with selling the Dreamcatchers and the Sons of Anarchy t-shirts and make friends with him. And maybe they'll you wanna, defog your glasses and shine your boots. If you want to bring back your mini-me. Mini-me. <laughs> He's adorable. The, uh, <laughs> you can put your TENS unit on. Yeah. The, get, wear your bracelet where they where push your, you over. Your <laughs> copper bracelet. Right. Where they can't push you over. It checks your midichlorian count and your, uh, what are the Scientologists all about? Your uh, uh, xenon. Your, your xenon level. Yeah, exactly. So there's all that going on. What motorcycle, if you had a fantasy motorcycle, if you went to the motorcycle show next week, you showed up and you said, I thought this motorcycle show was going to be shit, but then I saw the uh, blank. So we're going to do it like the old match game PM. Uh, Match game PM? Are you starting to your left? Yeah. Well, I I was thinking the motorcycle show, I thought the motorcycle was going to suck. I thought the show was going to suck. But then I saw the blank. What did you see at the motorcycle show? I haven't been there, though. In, yet. No, in your fantasy world, oh, Dustin. Okay. All right, all right. Escape all right. reality, drift into fantasy. I can answer that easily. All right, Steve, Steve what do you got? first. The Honda Integra. The Integra? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to see one of those. Which, what was? Describe it's to a, the folks. It's like an NC700X, but it's a scooter. Oh, Wait, that's not that PDM RBDB Black Batman shit no, we saw last year? No, it's something totally different. The MDX, they MDMA? They in Europe. They don't sell it in the United really? States. Really? And it's but a I scooter? See, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically the same layout as a NC7, what's an NC750 over okay, there. Okay, right. But it's a scooter. Okay. It's got the bot- and how is it different from that black abomination we saw last year? How many it's CCs not, was that thing it, we saw last year? Uh... Oh, the yeah. NZD N A thing, whatever, yeah, whatever that thing was with the tiny saddlebags. I didn't even sit on it. I didn't look at I it. I sat on it, and I just sat on it long enough to be like, "This is the future," and I hate it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm buying more of the past. Right. Exactly. I'm not saying you'd want to buy one. No, but just, I just to see it, see check it out. And I, if that was there, right. I'd be. It would be so cool because All every right. year you go up to the guys that have it, and you're like. Are they ever bringing this over and they're just assholes? Well, they, they have to. <laughs> what are they going to say? They have to sell what, what they get. What are they going to say? Yeah. Right. they got to sell what they give them. Steve, we'll bring cool one over for you. About it. Mm, then get off our ass. Yeah. That show was the guy from Aprilia Quit sending us texts and shit. Yeah, here. You know. here you go. Buy one. The Japanese guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the best. Mike Lee? Yeah. He, yeah. He's the best guy that I've ever yeah. seen. He's show. super knowledgeable. 
He knows the products. He knows the machines. He knows the bikes. He knows tuning. Like he he's a good guy, and he's a great represent. He's a great representative for the companies. I did get an email, an unsolicited email to me because we did we're podcast press pass. So this guy sends me the thing. So some name I've never heard of before, at all, calls and tells me he's going to have a meeting with me before the show because we're press pass. And he wants to tell us all about this great product they have called Royal Enfield. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, oh uh, that. And he's not just a, sit there and listen. And he's not a name I've ever heard before. And you're like that shit that oh, I. But then I looked it up. No, no, you just you sit there and listen. And he's and like a, suck him in. He's like from this company called like Powder Burn or Powder Flash or Flash Powder or whatever the fuck it is. But they're basically just a marketing company. Like your company pays them, and then they say nice things about your product. But the problem is he's going to have like a prepared wrap. Yeah, right? sure, sure. For yeah. that product. Yeah. The problem is I'm going to walk up to this guy as a Royal Enfield owner and dealer who's going to ask him questions that he's not going to be able to answer unless he's also been a Royal Enfield owner and dealer. You just need to start out by asking him questions as a potential consumer. Oh, no. The first thing I'm going to say is 750 twin cylinder and let him lie to me about that shit. You know, because, you know, we've all had, there are bikes that people have been lying about for 10 years. Yeah. That's a bike that they've been lying about for 10 years. All right. So, all right. You hail Oh, and speaking way. of lying, you remember yeah, that uh, motorcycle we all talked about? There's this motorcycle we talked about in the podcast called the uh, Genuine Motorcycle Company G400C. Mm-hmm. And it was a... Uh, Steve Ball. A Honda CB400SS. <laughs> Steve's already in the Right? Being sold... <laughs> In China, and we looked. We told you guys to look it up. It's called Mash 400, and uh, it's sold in the UK and France as the Mash 400. And Genuine Scooter Company is supposed to import these. They're supposed to be available to us as consumers in like April. I just got an email from them today saying April's going to turn into like August. But they both start. They both start with an A, so that's okay. Uh, but apparently they're going to make some modifications to the bike. They're going to improve the fuel injection system. They're going to make it Euro 4 fuel compatible. Fuel injection? They're going to make it well, from a... Oh, whoa! That's that. not for motorcycles. Fuel gonna, injection? They're going to take the Siemens... Peter. The big four Japanese Who's Siemens? are not yet doing that on all the motorcycles. They're going to take the Siemens and they're... Um, they're going to take the Siemens and they're going to replace it with... Oh, they removed the stuck net from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they're going to replace it with a better fuel injector. And I'm going to give you the name of the fuel injector. Every time I place my Siemens eye injector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you man. just make that up? I did. You did? <laughs> Don't even be proud about that no, shit. I'm not. He's a yeah. songwriter yeah. <laughs> looking to get out. He is a song- <laughs> this is a Wang Dong fuel injection. No, no, hold on. Call 1 800. So they're going to switch from Siemens over to Delphi. So, and they're going to say, and that'll solve it. Here's the thing. This system is designed to meet Euro four certifications and will be the standard for this motorcycle, the motorcycle worldwide moving into 2017. Delphi is one of the largest EFI manufacturers in the world and is headquartered here in the United States of America. This system is more enhanced, more advanced, and more responsive than our current configuration and will ultimately Which is shit. give us an even better machine than our current EPA certification model. And I guess the deal was 
They said that Who the current model that would have been available in April would have been 49 <laughs> state compliant. <laughs> Delphi is 50 state compliant, and that's one more. Well, so the biggest state, too. State. And my point state. is, when they say 49, yeah. they're talking about Hawaii and all of us, not California. So California being the 50th. Anytime anybody says it's 48 the, state, if you ever hear the term 48 state compliant, that means everybody except Hawaii and California. That's going to be like <clears> the <throat> iPhone. Yeah. Pretty soon the iPhone won't be uh, California compliant uh-huh. because you could uh, you can encrypt it. My they wife's have, not uh, California two compliant. Two states, New York uh-huh. and California, uh-huh. want to pass a bill saying that you cannot have an encrypted phone. Really? Wow. So the criminals are happy. Because your battery tender well, is criminal. also not legal in California. So if you own a Deltran battery tender and it's in your garage, they do not, they are not allowed to sell those in California. Shit, is that the one I have? Of course it is. It's Damn. What we all have. The uh the one that you only know it's on when you pick it up and you hear it humming. It's only humming. Like, is that thing on and you pick it up and it's like on It's humming because it's happy. Nothing like a good hummer. Right. And and I will tell you that it is the second best battery float charger available in that price range. This is like the most blowjob reference fucking podcast. Of course it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. However, it's the second best and... I did find a better one. I found a better one in the Delta. And, what and please tell us what that is. Um, that's tell. the Optimate. What's her name? So it's Optimate. the Optimate. We, we have kind of tested the Optimate, the expensive chargers from Optimate. We do love them. We use them at the shop. They work great. They resurrect the dead. They are better than Jesus when it comes to coming back so from the dead. And the first ten callers are going to get one. No, from Phil. You, yeah. no, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> because but the Bible da- says so. Dial one eight hundred Big Phil. Well, what Optimate did was Optimate designed a smaller, more consumer friendly battery tender that you can just plug into the wall. The and church did that too. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't talk about religion or politics. Oh. They put it in the wall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, it just came up with a smaller, more convenient one. Hitachi did something like that. Hitachi. Hitachi. No, they didn't. Hitachi <laughs> took their name off their best product ever, despite the shipping containers and the goddamn boats and everything else that Hitachi makes. Look at Hitachi up. Hitachi and Samsung make more shit than you know of. Show but, notes. Put that in yeah, the show, show notes. notes. No, I, I, I still got to look that up. actually every Japanese company. But one of my favorite Makes more shit yeah. than you ever know of. Hitachi made a vibrator that had the force. Like, Hitachi made a vibrator that you needed to have two hands and, like, an anchor. Like, if I were a Jedi, yeah. it's like a 100%, like a 100% chance that I would use the force. You believe totally me. inappropriately. Believe me. If you had... <laughs> If you had any one, what is the rule? What's the rule with the internet? They call that rule forty-two like, or something. From a that anything like, can be made dirty. Oh yeah, well always yeah. But what's that rule called? It's called rule thirty-four, rule forty-two. I don't fucking know. Anyway, but there's a rule associated with the internet. There's some damn meme. I'm sure it's a meme. You know about it, Johnny Chrome. It's a rule. <laughs> yeah, John, this is your yeah, fault for Christ's sake. Anything can be made dirty. Anything yes. can be made dirty on the internet. Right. That's actually rule number 34. That's, That's rule right. number 34. Yeah. It's, it's I was legal. There. there you go. Right. It was rule number 34 <laughs> that anything can be made dirty with the power of the internet. So, <clears throat> yes. Meanwhile, the listener Meanwhile, wants back to know. at the ranch. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess what I'm suggesting is in the interest of... Or shall we say, giddy up. In the in the interest of protecting all of your owls and all the trees from all the smogs, they're going to hold off on 
introducing a motorcycle to wow. U.S. market yeah. for an extra five or six months yeah. so that it can be Euro 4 that compliant. Okay. Seven minutes to get from right. point A to point B. It's all right. I'm down with that. We're worried about that while the oil companies are burning off 10 zillion uh, cubic feet of, yeah. of methane a day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Like, seriously. I paid a dollar forty nine twenty 20 minutes ago. Which like is all well and good. $1.49. That means it's like half the price of milk. You know what I'm putting on my Raisin Bran from now on? 87 yes. octane. Because <laughs> it's cheaper. It's I, I Thank you to the current administration for that one, too, by the way. Like next to nothing. Oh, yes. Thank you. I, put, I put almost 16 gallons yeah. into my car for $27. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Yeah, I found oh, a picture. I've saved a lot of money in the last four I years. I found a picture from. <laughs> I found a picture that I took on the Facebooks. To uh, yeah, of like nine years ago, and it was three dollars and ninety-seven cents a gallon. Almost four. It was a one one electoral term ago. It was one president ago. So cheap. And I was watching the Rockford Files tonight with my wife. What? And the gas was sixty-five. Sixty-five cents a gallon. Yeah, sixty-five point nine cents a gallon. Oh, what was what was James Rock Rockford driving at the time? Firebird. 76, 76 Firebird. 76 Firebird, yeah, right? Formula Firebird. Yeah. 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 yeah, there you go. Yeah. So crazy. And it was getting better mileage than the I current like, Formula Firebird. I like the Rocky Motorcycle Show. No, you're up next. Oh, we're going. Uh, I want the Obama bike. The Obama bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's got free health care and free cell phones. It's a free bike. It's, you know. it's a free bike. <laughs> if you fall off, it will fix you. Because we have oh, yeah, yeah. It's got very free suspension <laughs> travel. And it lies about all its stats. I don't care. If you guys think that this is still about a president, <laughs> if anybody believes it's still about the president, you've missed the game entirely. Oh, I said Obama. I'm sorry. This is a TV show. This entire thing is a TV show. It's the best watched, best rated TV show ever. And they we are practically like Sarah Palin. They could have when she. <laughs> oh, when they strong. tagged when they tagged in Sarah Palin, I fell off my chair <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. "Oh, wow!" They just guaranteed great ratings for the next season. And she totally delivered too. <laughs> she did. I mean, oh, she stepped her, up. She, she stepped could up. have actually been reading Sarah a bowl Palin of alphabet soup. She was like, "Blah blah blah." What, blah. What is I just like her voice that she did. Yeah, I just like her voice. How did Donald Trump not Don't you know? stick something in her mouth already? <laughs> oh, my God. That sound alone, I would have just shot her right there. I'd have been like, I'm so close to you, I could kill you. You could just choke her out with your bare hands right there. But her lookalikes in Iron Sky is president. <laughs> Dude, that movie is awesome. Iron Sky is an amazing that band movie. That movie is fucking movie. awesome. Did you see the second one? No. Oh, well, then you're in for a whole treat. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad movie. That's bad movie heaven right there. That's uh, a little. She also uh, has a porn star look like it called Nailin Palin. They all do. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen? So no, her. I don't think Saunders does. So There's an R two D two porn star. There's yeah. There's, a There's definitely not the uh, Ronders like and Saunders. A, a reproduction of like an RC one sixty six or something. Like they that would with, be badass. They came out yeah. with the Dream Fifty, but they did reintroduce a limited production run of six cylinder. No, cylinder. how about no? How about a five hundred? Twin that revs the ten thousand and has all the body work in the long gas tank off an RC ninety three or something like that. You know, like that would be rad. I mean, that would be something that I would leave the show going, "Fuck, holy crap!" Because that would be the thing that if I were to walk into the motorcycle and show show and see a red gas tank with a silver fairing and some pipes coming out the back end, preferably flat black, like. 
four individual pipes. Four individual pipes coming Even out if the it's back only end. A twin, we want one pipe for each four. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I don't care how they get the job done. I mean, there's a lot of shit out there that's not selling that could stand to be. No, <laughs> massaged a little no, bit into no, something no different. No, thank you, though. You know, years ago, we saw an unsellable Honda 750 tarted up to be like a flat trackery kind of thing that Cobra did. Dustin and I, we were at the show. It was red, white, and blue livery. Yep, yep, yep. And it was an unsellable Honda 750 V Twin. But in that particular livery, it was kind of interesting. Like, it the, got our attention. They did the red, white, and blue tracker. Yeah. They did a silver and red. Scrambler with the same with the same configuration, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, that's the kind of thing where a lot of these manufacturers have got units that maybe haven't lit the world on fire, and maybe they've been around for eight or ten or twelve years, and they could stand to take a bump. And maybe things like the Bolt are ready for their next failure, you know, their next opportunity to not sell. <laughs> but like, there's they could do something fun with it, you know, <laughs> at least make something cool. At least make something that's going to be like, holy shit, did you see that thing? And, you know, it might not be available to the general public, but it would be a good thing for maybe testing the market to see what happens in two that's or three years. That's bad. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the kind of thing. What would turn you on, Johnny Chrome, if you weren't rolled in there and something was cool? Wait, you skipped Kenny. I would oh, like to see. No, we'll do Kenny wait. next. He can yeah. wait. Yeah, he can wait. You can wait. Right? Back off, Kenny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would like to see a retro, think of Harry Dakar looking bike. Yeah. Would that be the Africa Twin? Made using. <laughs> but it's not really retro. The Africa Twin is pretty modern with looking. The, made with the HD badge mm. using the same engine that's in the Street 750. Right. Yeah, because the street platform is just the 500 and the 750. It's two bikes. 8500 shadow engine, basically. Right, and they're both kind of sad and pathetic. Yeah. And Harley hasn't put any energy into trying to sell them. Get some suspension on it. Do something to it. Get that nine and a half gallon tank. Dirty. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Everybody talked about when they brought that MT500, they couldn't sell to any army except Jordan. Uh, <laughs> you know, when the MT500 came out and failed miserably, but every dealer had to take a couple of them. It might be so small it doesn't sell. I don't know. But who cares? They got nothing invested in it. It's made in India. I mean, what are they costing per unit? 1800 bucks? Throw out what I'm thinking. Thank you very much. What I'm saying is throw out something that's at a low enough price point to nip at the hills of... The GS BMW, sure. the MTX. Yeah. Uh, it's got an HD badge on it. It's got a V twin 750 motor or a 500 <clears throat> if you're smaller. Right. But it's got some ground clearance. It's got some kind of a V twin in it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of exciting well, in the off road, maybe like a zombie apocalypse kind well, of thing. Somewhere they really haven't gone yet. That, right. You know. Yeah. If, I like it. For really me, I would. If it were <laughs> me. <laughs> It's a Harley Davidson side by side. We just have to admit where the market's going. It it's going to be a side by side with a giant fucking 108 motor shoehorned in the middle, where you're, there's a cup holder built into each head. But it'll be a three wheeler. No, it's Harley Davidson. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be a fucking golf cart. It'll be a golf cart. <laughs> it'll be an off-road eight-inch lift golf cart. <laughs> okay, Kenny, what do you want to see at the motorcycle show? Somebody brings you like some shit. That you weren't expecting. Uh, inline four air cooled Kawasaki. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. KZ. Go back, go back yeah. to a KZ. Yeah, 
That's a good idea. And realistically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And would you think like 750 or go I like big bikes. Go 1400 or something. I like my 900. Yeah, yeah. So at least the leader bike. Yeah. In today's market, you got to go leader bike. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah, some kind of big duo, Dohawk motor sitting in there, air-cooled. Yeah. Green. Standard. Or black. <laughs> <laughs> or black. A lot of black. A little bit of root beer. Mm. Yeah, root beer. Right? More yeah. orange bikes. What's it? Kuzo said tonight. More orange bikes. They did something like that. What's that? I think in like Japan or something, they did something. They like did that. something like that? The New York Steak Special kind of thing? Something. Some kind of special project? Yeah. Yeah, what, do you, what, would you, what would you want to see at the motorcycle show? Something make you happy. Not a $1,200 Concorde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they there? Made in China. No, they're not, they're not there. You know what I'd like to see is an electric lineup <laughs> and a couple things in there. And if they had maybe a sport touring bike, I know the problem with right. With range, right? But if that was solved, yeah. I'd really like to see the different markets that the electric vehicle yeah. would take, and how they would uh, engineer the whole thing. You know, um, that brings up an excellent point, and I'm going to give a brief shout out to those folks at Motorcycles and Misfits because they've had Electric Terry, and Electric Terry works for Zero Motorcycles. And he's done iron butts. He's done long-distance traveling on electric motorcycles. Can he send us one? No, but <laughs> but if you go out there, here's what I've heard. Never hurts to ask. Yeah, but what I've heard, though, is he's very generous and will let you ride his setup. And the thing with Terry is, Terry is, he lives and breathes electric at this point. Yeah, So cool. if you listen to the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, they have had the opportunity to have him in their family. Yeah. So he's been in their scene, and uh, we're going to have some special treats for you guys next week when we go to the motorcycle show. We got some special guests. Treats. Lined up uh, that everybody's going to be really happy about some special guest interviews for the podcast next week. Good. And But Electric Terry is taking that electric motorcycle touring to the concept, like getting longer range, getting bigger distance out of it. Doesn't that make the most sense marketing-wise yeah. to remove the concept of, well, you can't yeah, get right. The number one, I think, the number 142 one 142 miles, yeah. and then you're there for the night. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, because yeah. half of this shit takes eight hours to recharge. Right. And most or of Or that's a theory. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So, pardon me. Well, and I think I completely agree that when somebody cracks the code about electricity and makes electricity be able to go... 150 miles on a tank of gas, and it takes me only an hour to recharge it. Yeah. Then we're very practical again. Then yeah. we're starting to go, this makes sense. Yeah. Go, because stop, have lunch. Yeah. And when you eliminate transmissions and you eliminate, you know, the very loss-based transmission system that we have in today's motorcycles, you get rid of all that shit and make it electric. And so you twist the throttle and it goes. Yeah. Uh, and it goes scary fast. And you've ridden one, I've ridden right? more than one. I've ridden how, a bunch of them. So how, how nutty are they? Are so they're they... very nutty. Yeah. And even the ones that I've ridden that were... I've ridden some that were, hey, look, this is apeshit crazy. Yeah. Cafe racer, sport bike, uh, super motard kind of mentality. Yeah. This is drain the battery at maximum rape factor, twist the throttle, front wheel in the air, giddy up. Track or... Did, no, did, I mean these get, were these were there. You had them on the street. I had them on the street, yeah. Okay. And then I've also ridden ones that were like, okay, well, this is practical. We're going to get a nice long range out of it. We're going to give you ninety or hundred miles. Yeah. And they were not so enthusiastic. They were not so exciting. 
Because you're trading performance for range. Okay. Well, right now we're trading performance for range. Yeah. And if we're going to beat that system and come up with some sort of battery system that works and can give us performance and range, the magic of electricity is that it's all torque from zero to dead, <laughs> right? Zero I mean, to where did I come from? Right. It, it is seriously. And it's not only is it all torque from zero to dead, it's you don't have to shift. So anytime anybody else is shifting, you're still accelerating. Yeah. Um, it's silent. You can sneak up on that deer instead of the deer sneaking up on you. <laughs> it's, you know, you can take it hunting and whatever, right? <laughs> Fucking electricity is kind of cool when it comes to motorcycles. Very cool. And there could be the point where it's like, today I rode 140 miles. I came home. I pulled battery pack B out of my bike, slid in battery pack A, and I went back out again, you know? Now, Steve and I were at AmeriCade last year. Talking to a couple of the guys from Polaris, so Indian and uh, Victory. Right. And so we were talking about interchangeable batteries. And I remember one of the young engineers, and he, he lost the bet and he had to yeah. go to AmeriCade from <laughs> wherever it was. But it's he your said job that, to be asked 4,000 uh, dumb questions. Yeah. yeah. So, so his point was the battery is too integral of a part right. of the machine to be able to just pull it out. And we were talking about the red box kind of thing. We just go drop in the top. And you yeah. Pull a, which is a great... Like a propane tank. Yeah, don't don't even tell the rest of the living room. But the point is that he said, no, you, you would never be able to do that. So there's almost this undercurrent saying... Smith Energy Cell. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, anyhow, so... Yeah. So, Dustin, you go to the motorcycle show. What's there that you get fucking turned on about? What's the you know, magic bike? I'm kind of getting into the electrical bikes. What's that? So well, kind of get into the electrical bikes. Electrical bikes? So, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to go to the show. If there's an electric bike that does all kinds of great stuff, that's great, and I'm excited about it. But I still do enjoy burning gasoline. I still burn. I mean, yeah, the gas I still enjoy that. burning my ancestors. For the privilege of doing wheelies down the street. The gas box that I have, I love. I, and, yeah. and there's many more gas box out there that I do love. Too. Right. Yeah, there's there's <clears throat> shit I'm still super duper interested in. I mean, like, one of the big ones there at the at the bike show that is a gas bike. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Ducati 9... Wait, here it is. There's a plenty of them. 998? Dude, you got me, man. Ducati is uh, Ducati is wide and rare. There's a lot of Ducatis oh. out there. Wait, Chris is showing me a magazine. The Panigale. Here, find me the page. <laughs> hand me the magazine. Don't hand me the magazine. <laughs> Get the, to work, young man. The, 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 actually, it's, it's the Ducati Multistrada. Multistrada, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's a Swiss I'm Army signing knife. the page for that. They went to the trouble of even painting it red. I mean, it's a Swiss Army knife, yeah. The Multistrada is a motorcycle you can goddamn do anything with. And it's very not like anything I've ever right. ridden. Yeah, there's a Except lot of... Except for your Ducati that I crashed. <laughs> that was a totally different experience. The uh, I'm pretty... Cons- it was simple. I'm pretty convinced that when I do get to <laughs> sit on the uh, Triumph 1200 Thruxton, based on every photo I've seen, the profile of that Ducati... Or, I'm sorry, the Triumph Thruxton 1200, the profile of it looks very similar to the Ducati Sport Classic we had at the shop. So I'm worried that when I sit on it, I'm going to get that same feeling. That is not an awesome feeling. It is a feeling of the bike is now torturing me and yeah, challenging they, me yeah, to how far it, I can ride it. It's I was just thinking, like, who, who's made the, the biggest parallel twin? twin? And that, that's probably going to be that's going to be. A, well, I think the biggest parallel twin is that Triumph 1700, 1800 uh, Commander, Commando, whatever the fuck it is. Um, cruiser, cruiser thing. Yeah, uh, we have a customer that has one, brings it in all the time, and it's a big fuck off. <laughs> You know, I don't monster belt drive, see if that's horrible it. cruiser bike. 
uh, it's just a big giant slug of a parallel twin. That's too big. Do you, do you oh, think the yeah. BMW, no, but do you so BMW will have that three. Same motor. I don't know. Like I don't think they're going to have it at the show. It's kind of fresh. I don't really. I don't know if it's going to be there. I guess uh, what would inspire me would be something. I, what I like now, I'm thinking more of the modular thing. Like, what I'm attracted to is a motorcycle, a motorcycle that can be a bunch of motorcycles. And I got to ride that Versus, and I rode the Versus. And what I kind of learned was it's a no, 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 no. It's <laughs> way. I, I was going to say having a Grom. A Grom. I want a Grom 750. The uh, what the the idea of a motorcycle that could be. That could be a practical woods bike. Could also be a practical light duty tour, depending on what you literally click onto it. And that's why when Honda had their prototype of the that weird kind of light blue weird dirt bike thing they had, um, that prototype they had had that very modular construction kind of mentality. That'd be a nice thing to see there if it was. Yeah, and I think that for me, the the uh, the ultimate. What would bulldog. excite me? The Bulldog. Thank you. What would excite me would be a bike that a person could buy. It would be a bike that somebody could own as one motorcycle. And they could use that motorcycle for a number of different tasks. And they would be... That it wouldn't be great at all of them, but it would be good at many of them. And yeah, I, I think like that when you get into... It would have to be lightweight. It would have to have a little bit of clearance. It would have to have tires that are practical. Not just rain... Not just track, not just off-road. I think a lot of companies have gone for the scrambler thing. And we have a... You need a bike with an adjustable ride height. Yeah, that would be a good... Yes, absolutely. Adjustable ride height's available on so many different cars right now. Citroen's coming out with one. Oh, really? DS1. There you go, Citroen DS. It'd be the DS2 because it has two wheels. It'd be those bottles everywhere. Those pressure chambers everywhere. You like the formula. Under 400 pounds. Yeah, I do like the under 400. Like, like to me, that's my game. My game is the the butter zone is like forty foot pounds of torque, sixty to seventy horsepower, under four hundred pounds, and very telepathic. And what I can say is, a hell of a bike. It, well, it would be a hell of a bike, right? Explain telepathic. Well, telepathic <laughs> is that when I'm riding this motorcycle, it doesn't give me a resistance to change direction. And here's my best example for that: we had a customer trade us in a virtually brand new Triumph Scrambler. And the bike had 2,400 miles on it. So it's a Scrambler, so it comes with some knobby tires on it already. And at 2,400 miles, the knobby tires, and it's the, the flat gray Scrambler mm-hmm. that's at our shop, that like titanium color. Yep. And this bike at 2,400 miles, the tires are garbage. Throw them in the fucking trash. They're cupped out. The rear one is worn to the fucking chicken strap down the middle and the back. The front is cupped out like you don't want to ride it. If you try to corner on the bike, it's all over the fucking place. Mm. It is not awesome in any way. And that's a bike with 2,400 miles on it from the factory. I don't enjoy the way it handles. and I don't enjoy the way it feels. It's too heavy to be a scrambler. It wallows and hunts around in the corners. That's very scary. That's not cool. And if it is destroying a set of tires, and what it has on it is... Trail wings. So it's got Bridgestones on it from the factory. 
which anybody who rides kind of dirty, uh, riding dirty, but riding dirt E, uh, knows that those trail wings are kind of like death, what do you call them? Death, death wing? wings. Death yeah. wings, yeah. Death They're death wings. And I have a set of them on my KLR, and I can't corner that KLR. Like when I lay that, cor- that KLR over into a corner, the front end is hiding in one direction and the back end's hiding in a different mm-hmm. direction. But they're not ever syncing up. I put those bullshit Kendas on the V7 to make a scrambler out of the V7. And I can relatively corner that bike. Now, here's the warning to our podcast listeners. If you own a motorcycle right now that you enjoy, and if you go, well, the trend is kind of scramblerfication. So I'm going to scramblerfy whatever motorcycle I have right now. So I'm going to put on some knobby looking tires. Well, you're going to be tempted to do that. I'm going to warn you right now, I don't care what motorcycle you own right now, whether it's a Sportster or a XS650 or a CB350 or whatever the fuck it is. When you spoon some like knobby-ish tires on there, you are going to probably crash that bike if you have gotten to know it's... No, he's got full-on fucking street tires on his Super Motard. Like, his no. the tires on his Motard... Are so goddamn like race ready. The yeah, reason he crashed it. Yet he crashed it. Right. The reason he crashed it is because of cold weather made the roads not stick anymore. But and there was salt. And there was salt. Exactly. When you take that situation and you add knobby-ish tires to it, it's pretty bad. When I look at the tires that come from the factory on the Stelvio, those tires are not even hinting at off-road. Like. Some people are like, well, it's got like a usable off-road. No, it's not a usable off-road tire. It's a street tire. Did you get a new Stelvio? No, it's the same one that you oh, want to buy. Okay. The one you're waiting for me to give away. <laughs> yeah. You're hoping somebody crashes it on a test ride and you can slide in and buy it cheap. Yeah. At the end of the day. Before James? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Before Luke. Don't be yeah. in a day where you're going to take the highway to the place and you're going to ride off-road. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you do, you better have a truck with you. So when you go to ride off-road, right. you can switch out tires and put And you know, you do... I mean, you ride your KLR with factory Dunlops on it. Well, I did. That are off off-road tires. Well, they, I had the original tires, which were those knobbies. Right, they were Dunlop, horrible, pure knobbies, pure yeah. dirt no, no, Dunlops. Yeah, that was pretty awful. And it's terrible. And you knew that when you rode that bike, what were you doing on the street? You were fucking terrified. You took it on the highway and you went up above 70. Yeah. And you started going... Your contact patch was literally... Well, like my front tire, eventually, like, every other knob was worn down. Yeah. So, like, you yeah. figure I rode that like CT a, a Lego uh, 350 at 70 on the highway. That was <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, the XT. Yeah, yeah the noisy. XT. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that? It's noisy. Too. It's noisy. <laughs> like, knobby tires... I put those Kendas on. I right. got the Kendas, and it's amazing. Now I'm like... Oh, the Kendas... The Kenda... You can't buy a cheaper... You. I've I looked... It's very difficult to buy a cheaper dual-purpose tire than those Kendas. Mm-hmm. But those Kendas do hold up. And I will tell you, they will let you corner on that. You'll corner at about 60% of a street tire. But then, uh, the same thing, but then riding around down in mid-Ohio, right. they're just not the same. No, no, it's not the same. Money. Yeah, it's, it, and that's the trick is. The trick is there really isn't a great... You can't have it all. You cannot have it all. you got to have more than one bike in that regard. But Speaking I do, of mid-Ohio... Yeah. Is the uh, party bus going? Yeah, of course we're going. Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's our public service. Do you know the only thing that's going to be different between this year's Mid-Ohio and last year's Mid-Ohio? Not a A number? 
Well, we'll, we'll do the we'll <laughs> do the podcast. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the podcast backbiting. <laughs> we'll do the podcast at camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're camping. Have them job. come to us. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring the, bring the party this away. Yeah, but what we I can saw tell you, more tits on that podcast. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that the secret <laughs> with next year's Mid Ohio. Next year's Mid Ohio is going to be we're all going to sacrifice a chicken or whatever wanders through your backyard to make sure there's no goddamn rain. Because oh, oh. because I really think that Whatever. I really think that if there's no rain, the party that we were at last year, which I would say was at a solid eight point five, the party was great. Yeah, the party was an eight point five. But if you had no rain, that party would have been an eleven. Yeah, I can't believe I actually rode my motorcycle home. From that yeah, party. no shit. And I, like, like I got back to you did. John's camp and was like, yeah. I made it. So many people said <laughs> I wouldn't come to Mid Ohio, but the weather was so bad. You know what? You're right. The weather was shit. That's and what you were, kept you out of here. And you were good to avoid it. You know, I I don't blame you. We I would avoid that. You didn't Take ride. You're not talking about riding your motorcycle home. You're just saying from one side. From, from, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. from 300. Hey, wait, that's 300 yards. From the party to John's camp. Dustin's bike rode home in the back of the bus. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, I that was streets look My Electroglide did the same trip. No, his Electroglide did it oh, in the look, rain. Yeah. His electric jet ski. I would have yeah. rode home, but I was like, there's Phil in his bus. And the bus is warm and dry. Yeah. The, and the uh, lift works. There's yeah. a place where you can <laughs> sleep on the way home. Yeah, he he thought about it ahead of time. He's like, my bike will fit on that lift, won't it? And I'm like, fuck yeah, it'll fit on the lift. Bring it well, in. Then. I fucking yeah. drank beer the whole way. This yeah. year? It was great. <laughs> I will have a smaller bike. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make sure your bike fits on that lift. Dude, I bet you. Because you know that V7s will fit on that lift. There. What's that? that? That fucking ramp that Phil made that V7s, flips out. Yeah. six hundred, whatever. No, it'll care. fit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could fit you in there. I can't fit your Electroglide on that lift, but Christine's I can fit most. Baby, who knows? Oh yeah, who knows, man? <laughs> so, oh, by the way, if anybody has any information, podcast listeners, I'm call. This is a call to action. If you are a podcast <laughs> listener and you know anything beyond anecdotal evidence about a Christini two wheel drive four hundred and fifty cc motorcycle, Ooh. contact Johnny Chrome. Because somebody yeah. wants to trade him his know. goddamn Electroglide for a nearly new Christini. Those are nice. Dude, well, I would do that. The question is, like, they're nice, but is this one of those things, like... It's a two-wheel drive. Okay, well, the Christini is... It is. Is that the one with the cable front drive? Oh, it's no, 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 no. It has, a, no, it's it has a bevel drive all the way up. Yeah, it's all Go bevel ahead, all bevel and belt drive. A Christini is always a kit based off of either a CRF... No. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Their... No. No, let them go. I'm curious. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, what motor is in the bike that you're buying or going to trade? You piece of shit. The it, one that is branded as theirs is a CRF motor. It's a, but, I mean, okay. it's... The so, CRF 450. They're a challenge. They a sell their own motorcycle. Hey, but John, we CRF. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We CRF. 450. Settle down. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm good with that. CRF 450. Right. Taking everything off of it. Right. Then they use a Christini frame. Front end, mm-hmm. yeah. A frame. Their whole frame. Oh, it's the whole frame. Because oh. their bevel drive works off of it and it goes up and it goes through the They're frame. Through the frame. Their complete <gasps> motorcycle that they're selling is no different from 
if you bought their drive, their chassis, and from oh, okay, okay. Yes. and converted you your own for yourself. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, but, definitely, definitely. But yeah. they're basically they're either a CRF four fifty or the KTM XC four fifty or something. Okay, depending right. on which one you want. All right, but then nice. they have modified it and okay. turned it into because sure. their frame comes out and the the bevel drive runs off of the counter shaft yeah. and it runs up through the frame through the middle of the frame yep. down I'm through going the headset and down and a bevel drive to one side. So here's my question for you because you've obviously you know. You've obviously done a little bit of research into them. I have not. I've ignored He knows more than I know. I've ignored the fuck out of them. For sure. To me, that's just like unicorn farts. I mean, I don't need to know about this shit. A two-wheel drive bike. I mean, like, they've shown them, like, what's the one that they do over in Scandinavia or whatever, that big, like, super motard or super scramble, like, where they start out in a quarry. And they just go off. Really? Oh. And they have all the big, like, the big hyper motards and stuff, and they're doing it. well, the, Chris, the guys on the Christina, it was like, you're just watching regular guys like trying to go through these rock piles, and they're like, rip, 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 you know, and they're like, ah, oh, shit. Christina comes in, he's like, yeah, he's oh, he'll come, rrr, <laughs> just right up past, just so if you had so well in the pocket. So if you had a, if you had a, if you had, he's like, if you owned a legacy Harley Davidson, okay. So if you owned an ele- a legacy Harley Davidson Electric Glide, I would take a good ride on that Christini and make it sure it's everything it's supposed to and be. It's and it's not broken. broken. Oh, delivering well, what it, it is. should it's deliver. A le- it's a legacy Electric Glide. Yeah, it is. And I believe that's going to be a fuel injected bike, right? Oh, they are. Really? Yeah, <laughs> Listen to that. Oh, I like the sound of that. Fuel yep. injected and everything. Dude. Right? That thing will be fantastic. A CRF four fifty fuel right injected right two wheel drive. No, you know what I mean. Like, so what you're telling Johnny Chrome is <clears throat> take the deal. Yeah. And like the also deal or no deal. Trade. It's a deal. The, it actually puts a little bit more torque to the front tire, so it's pooling. You're never no 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 no. The front runs at eighty percent of the rear. Really? Yeah. And that's incredible. And there's an overrunning clutch or a one way clutch or however you want however you want what in the front wheel. So under normal travel, yeah, if you have full Traction with the rear tire. Right. The front is basically freewheeling. Freewheeling. Yeah, it's freewheeling. And if the rear and starts when, to slip. when the rear starts to slip, <gasps> the overrunning clutch oh, is then caught up to in oh. speed. So it's it's more of a it's really a supposedly from what I've read today. It's a seamless transmission of power going into the front wheel. Then okay. Hmm. Well, for the record, you gotta buy that. You gotta trade your well, you gotta I, trade your Harley for that. You know. I Fills just, in for 2000 I told anyhow, the guy so. I don't anyhow so more information at basically like you all want to ride morning, that. I haven't heard anything else. And you know what? <laughs> if you get sick of it and you hate it, as long as it's not broken, I think me and Mecklefresh will probably buy it off you. I'd fight over that like a seagull over a french fry. Seagull and french fry. Is it worth 7500 bucks? Uh-huh. Is it worth is it worth your legacy? I mean, look up how much they are brand new, but you figured they start they're 8 grand. Some shit like that's that. That's pretty fantastic considering a CRF 450 yeah. is like eight grand. Eight grand, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm sorry, they're nine grand. Yeah. Right. Okay. 89.95. What year is his? 14. 14, yeah. Right. It's a brand new bike. 14. Yeah. I don't know. But Where I come from, 14s are still brand new. I'm selling them on the floor. Plus, a CRF 450 isn't normally streetable. Right. Unless you see liquid cool. Unless you go ahead. Unless you make it streetable. EFI yeah. system for sure. Yep. Yeah. So you've got a Sierra 450 on the street with front wheel drive. Uh-huh. That's kind of kind of awesome. Yeah. These from last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus plant. Well, that's Bonus. pretty. I I mean, that's pretty amazing. I mean, so we shall see. That's yeah. 
I mean, I didn't know enough about it to pass judgment. I mean, but... anybody, anybody that fucks around with Craigslist know you get, you know, everybody talks bullshit until you say, okay, well, let's meet up. My whole game now is turned into when I reach, when I meet somebody who doesn't want to negotiate on my terms. What I just start doing now is I don't even try to battle the price anymore. I just battle stuff. So, like, if you want... What do you for want? Seventy five hundred, seventy five hundred for that Christini. Yeah, the other so if you want seventy five hundred and you're offering up your legacy Harley, possibly. So you're offering up this beautiful, proper, you know, AMF motorcycle, and he starts saying, "Well, that's not enough." Well, then I would start immediately looking at the garage. I would start going like, "What item can I put in with it?" You know, no, no, do you need do you need a no shotgun? Additions. Do you need yeah. there will be no additions. Right. Shotgun. And that's the, I would say if you could straight if you could trade straight up trade, trade, trade yeah. That thing, that there will be no additions. My right. only my only hesitation, my only Because remember fear. this, remember this shot. Yeah. Oh, my buddy had one a bike just like yours, Bruce, who yeah. you're trying to get his bat wing fairing. Right. Eventually. And that bike was fun, he rode it just like you ride it until one day Kapunk. it dropped the rod. Right, and you don't know when your bike is going to drive around. Yeah, you're kind yeah, of riding it with one ear open. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. I got you, but I I really do think that what I've learned with some of the people I've engaged in deals with lately, you know, as times get tougher, some people are really getting weird on the money. So what I've learned is I'm no longer trying to talk dollars with them because dollars are important. That's what pays the bills. That's what pays the rent. That's what pays the water bill or the utilities that are going to get turned off if they don't pay the bill. You. So you got to keep the dollars the same. But start having a look around their garage. Look around their garage. Maybe they got something you might be interested in. I mean, it might be a gas grill, but if it's nicer than the gas grill you got now, maybe you're stepping up in the world. Don't you know? talk about my grill. Your grill's looking pretty good. Over <laughs> there, man. I want yeah. the drill so press. I'll do, do you want a drill Christini, press? I guess. I'll make what are you going to do with the Christini? Because yes. the Christini is not going to be a highway bike. Sure. It's okay on the street. I mean, just riding around town. But where it really excels at <laughs> is dirty. I'm dirty. going to ride it, my dear man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have that Christini, it's never going to get go through the woods. It's never going to go mm. off road. I think it'll go through the woods. Yeah. Oh, it will. Yeah, I think if John gets it, he's going to ride oh, it in the dirt. Yeah, I think he's going to ride it through the woods. You, that's yeah. a hill climbing bike. I think that saves him I over buying some other four-wheel drive piece of what shit. You know? I, I love hills. I, I haven't seen what they would do. I don't know if they've ever like ice raced them or anything like that, but it sounds like if you put spike those, put a set of spikes... From what I was reading today, it's basically, if you can wash the front end out on one, right. you shouldn't be on a motorcycle. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Because when the rear starts to slide... The whole twenty percent differential takes over. Yeah, and the front wheel bites, bites, and hooks and you right back in. Basically, again. won't wash out. I mean, sure what would happen it. if your motorcycle that you ride every day you to be, was front wheel drive as well as rear wheel drive? Yeah, From and you had that kind of ability to lay a bike over in the corner and pull yourself out of the corner using all wheel drive. <laughs> you think look about at me it. when you said that. Well, of course, because <laughs> think about because I fucking low sided. Well, but also think about when you're playing around on the XT three fifty in the woods. Yeah, right. Oh, fuck, that thing would just wash out like yeah, crazy. Yeah, it washes out like mad. Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden, if your front wheel could be pulling you Perfect. out of those situations instead yeah, of putting right. you into them, yeah, you know? I mean, 90% nice. of the problems I've ever had in the dirt is because my front wheel ended up not where I wanted it. That you was know? exactly what happened to the XC650. The front wheel was just going through the dirt like, yeah. I don't want you there. But if you go down in a creek bed, yeah. and you're like, huh, huh, huh. 
When that's you get it, the gas, that's and the exactly bank starts roosting down, the front actually. roofs, and it takes you right up out. Yes, it's not like that's just it. Instead of the back, instead of the back roosting one to walk, right? As soon as it starts to walk, the front bike hooks up. It just goes. They just they bounce over. So maybe that's maybe rather than working with electricity, maybe working with all these other things, maybe what we should be kind of like excited about would be that technology taking over. And more than just a Christini weird freak show military bike Wolf. being two wheel drive, maybe if you know, maybe if Wolf, a motorcycle we need a three wheel drive, well, <laughs> that'll well, be I mean, even better. What, what yeah. if you had an electric bike and instead of the, uh, a motor in the rear hub, you had one in both of them? With electric, you could have hub motors front and rear. Yeah. I just saw one that was a four wheel drive. It's a four wheeler. Oh, that spider thing? Yeah. Yeah, that we, thing was kind of rad. Saw that motor- was fucking amazing. That you thing saw, was pretty rad. You saw a motorcycle that was four wheel drive? Holy it was, shit. Uh, it was this, dude. It was, it was, no, it was a four wheeler. It, it was the most absurd thing. It had a motor in each hub yeah. and would just fucking ride. And the guy motor. rode it into a ditch and did everything wrong. Sideways. He rode it sideways. wrong. Like, like he did. He violated every rule any of us ever learned about going into a ditch. It's like an MP3 front end. And uh, back and a rear end, and, and it can, go like, it right. can just go like yeah. this, and go like yeah. this, and yeah. go whatever. And you're in the middle, just watching all the magic happen at all four corners. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. You know why not? At that point, okay. But I still want two wheels because I think of motorcycles that I ride every day that would benefit from having. When I make a mistake in a corner on the street, so ninety percent of the time, if I'm riding over my abilities, and I'm going in too hot. Or maybe I'm at my abilities, but the road isn't up to where I'm riding. Uh, man, every time I do that, I crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, traction plus, control. Yeah. I, I mean, what, like, GS with traction control or uh, whatever. All these bikes that have traction right. control now. Yeah. It would be nice to compare those two yeah. in the same conditions with yeah. Christine. Of course. And see what it... Because most of the time... What, actually mechanical well and right now I'm very angry at most of the traction control systems I ride because when I ride a traction control system it's coming into the game when I'm just having fun so like I'm having a good time I'm throwing the front wheel in the air and now the traction control steps in as an electric nanny and fucks me over you know, it should be adjustable too. Well, it I should mean, be. Like the Guzzi's have, we can adjust, can, yeah. I can adjust those. Yeah, I can adjust the I can adjust the fourteen hundreds. I can't adjust the seven fifties. So the seven fifties are not programmable. They're not adjustable. They are on or they're on or not running. So if the bike is running, the traction control's on. So when I do something fun, which I define as fun, then the motorcycle says <laughs> no fun. Stop having fun. I'm going to embarrass you now and make you like kiss the fucking speedometer. <laughs> because like you got all ready to do something cool you got like your whole body like your whole body's all ready to do something cool and I know I mean I'm a 46 year old guy so when I get ready to do something cool you better be watching now because I'm probably not going to do it again <laughs> but when I do that and I dump the clutch and it just goes Hurr! hold my beer watch it yeah hold my beer and watch this shit and then it just turns oh, into hey put the other wheel back down right exactly and it's literally going no sorry you're not allowed to have a wheelie it's like stepping off two stairs you just said sorry yes. like a Canadian that's my sorry that's my speech impediment uh, I'll talk about it tomorrow the, uh, the other tomorrow. thing is you will dun, ride around dun, dun, nobody's dun, gonna we're gonna do a podcast tomorrow right. when you show up at bike night you're gonna be the only person no it's gonna be the only person on a Christini absolutely yeah fuck yeah, yeah. nobody will appreciate it like, like no, I no, no 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 1% of the people at a 1% event will appreciate the weirdness that you brought like you're the minority the minority the minority 
But by the same token, it's okay. We still love them. It's but much cooler having that. If you show up down at the Wayne National Forest or Alameda oh, National yeah, Forest yeah. or something like that, oh. and you pull up and there's a bunch of guys and they're like, Dude. "Is that a Christini? Oh my god! Yeah, oh fuck yeah!" Yeah, but a Seal One Seventy Five on a typical bike night gets more looks than anybody else's Harley. So, <laughs> <laughs> well then. Can you edit out the silence? Yeah. <laughs> and, and now Phil is gone. So yeah, now we best. make things up. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Let's just our make up our, our musical interlude. Let's make up a fantasy story. La, 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 la. This was brought to you by Johnson and Johnson. There were fairies <laughs> that existed. Hey, for everybody who's wondering, is Steve going to Americade in they 2016? They were fairy I'm not going. Steve will no, be there. Get his autograph. He's with Podcast. I'm not going. At least as far as you Steve's know. Yeah, that's doing. okay. But search out Steve, get his autograph, mail it in, and you get a uh, free four pack of uh, best damn root beer. Hummina, 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 hummina. Hey, And here's Phil. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, the musical interlude is over. Okay. So, you guys don't remember, you guys who listen to the podcast a lot because you have no lives. Um, if you listen to the podcast a lot, you'll remember a few weeks ago when I said I was cleaning out my garage so I could put my car in it, and uh, Johnny McElfresh said that he would take my Honda Big One. Yes, I did. And you'd also take the Shadow. I did. So the 750 Shadow. So where are those bikes right now? In my garage. Because I'm a motivated fucking seller. Oh, come on. Don't fuck with me. I know. I know this is going oh. to me. So if anybody was listening... Who Did else? I have to pick those bikes up? No, I didn't. Who else said that they wanted in on that deal? God oh, damn it. Did I have to be there when they got the limo? Oh, no, I don't know. Who wanted that 1100 Suzuki? I don't know. Somebody wanted that Suzuki 1100. I can't I remember who that was. Shane. Oh, there's all this room sitting around it us right Shane. now. Oh, he, man. He's, so on Monday. He said it was a shim over bucket nightmare. <laughs> freaking fine motorcycle. It's the same motor they used in the 1200. And so, well, it's still sitting behind my goddamn garage. So, uh, yeah. So, Sorry. I guess maybe I'm gonna have to call Shane. So, I'll call one eight hundred. I'm gonna call Shane and see if Shane wants a GS. I would say call one eight hundred Chris Smith. Eleven hundred <laughs> for like no goddamn money. Uh, yeah, put a hundred uh, better on it. And some put a better on it. Uh, <laughs> and then tell Hello, it's, a, it's an early model. Concourse. I'll tell him it's a Concourse uh, eleven hundred. Yeah, eleven hundred. The Concourse eleven hundred. Yeah. Tell him it was a pre-concourse fairing and put on it. Put a Concourse fairing right on it. It'll be fine. You just told him it was the, a pre-concourse. Uh, I'll put one of those rifle fairings on it. They look a lot like <laughs> Concourse fairings. Yeah, see? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Concourse 1100 made by Suzuki for one year only. Shaft drive, four cylinders, it's a Concourse. From Japan? It's from Japan. I mean, honestly, it's the same bike. It's the same bike. It is. Yeah, so I, I, I moved it around the back of the garage. So if anybody if anybody who listens to the podcast wants this goddamn motorcycle. So what's still in the garage? Did you get everything out? Um, I moved a lot of them into the back garage. And you, yeah. got the, uh, you got the big one and you got the Shadow 750. So the uh, how much is that kind of horse? It's five hundred dollars. Oh God! That's what I said. Okay, now you're gonna come back around again. God damn it! You can't afford not to buy this bike, and it's the Phil Waters payment plan. You can send, but you know you can give wife, me a hundred dollars. But do my wife will kill me. I tried to work out a consignment. What she doesn't know is it going to hurt. Turn around and look at the motorcycle. You know, you could buy three or four months of lying and just say you're working on it for Phil. Oh, you know, you're so creative. Here. I like I that. I don't lie, though. 
Uh, you don't have to lie. You just have to say you're working on it for film. Not entirely untrue. So sack up and say, I got a bike from Phil for 500 bucks. What do you You know what? I, I got a bike from Phil, and when we sell it, we're going to split the proceeds. I promise you. <laughs> we got that going on with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a familiar tale. It's been told before. You all what heard it. <laughs> what they're pointing at is a CD750 that's it's a, it's a, it's a like, delectable that has tenure. <laughs> like the 800 bucks I have into this in is the, like already a, no. It's well marinated. It's well marinated. Yeah, it's exactly. It's been lovingly garaged. Yeah, it's been to every podcast. <laughs> it has technically yeah, in the forty-five. It's garage been to more podcasts point. than any of the rest of us. The, uh, but yeah, been that's, more women. Yeah, I'm telling. When it comes down to that bike has seen more boobs than oh. oh. When it comes down to crazy Phil's house of motorcycles, like right now is the time to make a deal because for midnight tonight. Jesus Christ, it's like, it's so bad. So we need to make it like a YouTube video. video for you. We're moving. We're moving. It's going to happen. It's all in the hands of bankers right now. Okay. So all the applications have been submitted. Everything. Bankers, lawyers. Bankers. Yeah. No lawyers yet, but the bankers are definitely chewing on my history. The uh, you know the rule is if you wanted to buy a house, you can buy a house. Easy. Three percent down. But buying a commercial property is ah, like weird. No, nah, it's weird. It's just payment. weird. It's like, you know, 10, 20 percent down, and there's like the first five years are normal, and there's a balloon payment. It's all whacked out. Like they've made buying a business commercial. If I was buying this building, ten thousand square feet for two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, if I said I was gonna live in the fucker and it's my house, I'd already be in there. All right, yeah, it wouldn't be fucking the deal right, be done already. We'd be done, yeah. Instead, you know, it's a business. We got to be real careful, despite the fact that this business, which is over fifteen years old and has been paying double this for rent for the past seven or eight years, they're all being like super sketchy about it. And it's not them being sketchy; it's the fact that it's a commercial loan that makes it difficult. So, if any of you guys are thinking about getting into business, and this is one of the things I talked about for the podcast tonight, was if you had this idea of getting into a motorcycle-related... And we all love motorcycles. We Everybody in this room is totally 100% gay for motorcycles. Like, we all have that weird DNA flaw that makes us stuff. just stupid for bikes. Now, if you said, I'm going to start a business, right? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a business, and banks aren't what banks are. I'm going to come up with a business plan for me personally... What is your business plan? How could you make the thing that you love into the thing that you do for income? What would that be? My dream was always I wanted to buy an old gas station in Hawaii somewhere, which mm-hmm. I even looked into it. I found one for, it was pricey. It was like $350,000, but it was a coastal car, gas station okay. with three bay doors. Oh. A little property. Yeah. Know, I would keep the gas station going. Sure. But out of the three doors, I was gonna I was gonna have my brothers here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Find me vintage CB seven fifty oh, wow. stuff. Load yeah. up a container. Yeah. And every cool. once in a while, ship it over to me. Oh wow. In the in the garage portion, I was gonna fix up these bikes and either rent them or yeah. sell them to like right. Japanese businessmen coming rent to Hawaii. To own. Or yeah. Rent to oh, own. Oh yeah. Own or whatever and. Wow. I was going to wear nothing but shorts and flip-flops and be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
I was going to smoke irresponsible sell. amounts of weed, eat irresponsible amounts of spam, sell and sell used CB 750s for ridiculous price. Third bay door, yeah, Mr. Brownstone. I like it. That's a good. I mean, that's a good business plan. That's legit. Is Steve, that, what would you do? Hey, Johnny's other than making there? bunkers. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, sure, no. but like, if you had a motorcycle-related business, what would your motorcycle-related business be? I'd like to have uh, like a co-op mm-hmm. where you'd have stalls. Yeah, like you, like you did your own. You did work for people. Sure, but people could come in and rent uh, a place to like sure. a stall. To they could do their own, but they could also pay you. Right, right, and then uh, like have a tool crib, have all the tools, yeah. and then you like rent out. Like, sure, so absolutely. Isn't that skid yeah. mark garage? Well, there's a lot of well, motorcycles. <laughs> no, a lot. It's yeah, not you know what? Well, I'm not saying it's an original no. idea, but I mean, if I had that, and then, it, but it would be a club yeah. instead of a business. So would you? A, okay, so he wants to do his in Hawaii. Where would you do yours? I like well Colorado. No, I like Sedona, Arizona. Yeah, I just drove through there. I could see that. Yeah, I, I could I see love that. I like that whole area yeah. from Flagstaff yeah. down to. I just drove that road. Yeah, you know, like uh, Prescott Valley, right? Like right in that whole area. But yep. I mean, the demand wouldn't be that great because it's not really densely populated. So. Yeah, but that's a good. There's a lot of riding season. You get a much bigger riding season than you do here, and you got some people out there in Sedona, especially with disposable income. Because Sedona is a fucking bug light for fucking yuppies with money. They're like they're too busy trying out the different essential oils and salts from different parts of the world. I guess I'd have to yeah. make uh, the bikes crystal powered. Though. Crystal powered to make sure you line the chakras before they go out on a ride. Yeah, that's cool. Chris Smith, what's your business? What's your motorcycle related business you'd like to run? Well, yeah, it's not real original. But Doesn't I, have to be. I'd, I'd love to have a little company that sold uh, small. Group rides to yeah. uh, short tours, long mm-hmm. tours, yeah. um, European. I'd like to, you know, I wouldn't mind trying to uh, ride bikes around like Vietnam and Thailand mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Only because when I was growing up, we heard a lot about that. Yeah. And so it's always been in the back of my mind. I wonder what that's like. And if, you know, there's a lot of areas that are off oh, yeah. limits. Pakistan, yeah. parts of India, and uh, Afghanistan and whatnot. But it'd be kind of cool to do... Short rentals, long rentals, oh, yeah. and, and tours over in that area. Do you, so in your world, like, do you think that you'd be more interested in doing it in, like, one of those off the beaten path places like Vietnam or Pakistan? Maybe every seven to tenth one. I'm okay. Sure, I'm sure you'd like So to you'd want to be, you'd want to be, like, sort of transient. Oh, you'd yeah. want to be, like, so you yeah. do some in the, in, some in, in Europe, Europe yeah. Yeah. South America. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, I'm still a little sketchy on Africa, but you know, it's that just to be able to go out and take 12 guys, you know, right. let, let's go ride and you pay this amount, and all the everything's taken care of, right? You check in at night and you actually eat and yeah. you, know, you show up the next day. So it really is. I mean, that's a tour, that's adventure touring, but on a different flavor. That's adventure tourism, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And would it be more of a street riding thing or more of like a dual? I, I think the country you go to is going to dictate. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the top three or four bikes, and then you decide which bike, all you guys decide which bike you want. Right. And so you're riding one or sure. whatever. So, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Dustin, you have any ideas for, uh, yeah, I mean, your, your passion is motorcycles, you know, so. Uh, you know, lately I've been thinking more towards electric. 
Oh, so you want to break in? You want to do some? Yeah, I, I, I would really like to break it's in. It's electric, the, like just boogie woogie nice woogie. electric motorcycle setup. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. The cleanliness of them, the modular sort of yeah, build. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm honestly not even thinking more for the cleanliness or, or like the environmental setup for them. I just meant it's fucking easy to change things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I just think for an electric bike, you know, it's just. I mean, it's instant power. Yeah, the the it is very intoxicating. Like the kind of on-demand whoosh that you get with an electric vehicle is yeah, fucking wild. And, yeah, and if you just could have that all the time, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. And I know when you go out with electric bikes, you know your batteries die. You have to yeah. replace the batteries and all yeah, that. Yeah, if you could just have all the power all the time. That'd yeah, be, yeah, exactly. That'd be great. If if you could just like create a better electric yeah. bike. Yeah. I, I, I think this an awesome electric bike would make us all I, happy. I can tell you my latest experience, which is a little bit of a different experience, is on my West Coast trip I got to drive. We have a friend named Tom Donahue. He goes by Bagel. And he lives out in Santa Cruz. And he has one of the Fiat 500 electrics, which is not sold in the state. Hmm. And it's uh, I think they only come in orange. Uh, but... So my wife has a Fiat 500, so I know a thing or two about driving a Fiat 500. Wait, are you talking Fiat 500 electric car? Yes, electric car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what I can tell you is I drive my wife's Fiat 500 car, gasoline-powered cabrio thing, enough to know the way that car performs. And when I got to drive Tom's electric Fiat 500, it was a total fucking different game. Well, the, well because the it's first of all, power the weight distribution, the, the weight distribution was almost perfect. So where is my with my wife's car, the weight's all over the front wheels, the back wheels are along for the ride, and it does all the typical front wheel drive stuff. It lifts the rear leg when it goes into a turn. It feels very nose heavy. The acceleration is a small gasoline-powered four-cylinder, and you do row the clutch quite a bit. It's what the electric motor does to anything. Now that you with drive. Tom's car, which is hundred percent electric, it's a plug-in electric. There's no gasoline in this vehicle whatsoever. Right. On Tom's car, going up Highway 9, going up, you know, through the Redwoods, past the mystery spot, all those beautiful, tight, complicated, technical roads, he let me drive his car. One, I love you, Tom. Two, you're stupider than you know, because I'm not a good car driver. I'll be the first to admit, I suck at driving cars in a high-performance fashion. I've crashed a lot of cars. Uh, I'm no good at it. I like bikes. I suck at cars. Note to listeners. Yeah, I'm not a good car driver. Never have been. But I drove that thing. Now, one, it's my friend's car. Two, it's brand new. Three, I don't want to wad it up under any circumstances. Because who wants to be that guy? And these are roads that I'm not really familiar with. But I drove that thing and it felt like a fucking slot car. Because just like with a slot car, you pull the trigger and that fucker goes. It's a slingshot. It's just like instant power. And if you could do that with a motorcycle, yeah, and the, the world of tuning that's available I, I, to you, yeah, well, think about. I mean, yes, so I do with that bike, right? So when you have that well, kind of like a mana, right? Power yeah. delivery, it's a lot like that. Well, and that's kind back, of we, right. Like I did not believe in automatic transmission motorcycles until I rode the mana. Every other automatic I'd ridden sucked balls. And then I rode the Mana, or the Mana, 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 and it was better. It was better, and it felt great, and it was a satisfying instant delivery of power. And that made me feel great. So if you can do that with electric, skip the whole gas bullshit. Yeah. Hold on. 
power density. Oh and my once God. they get the power density of yeah. the, the batteries up, yeah. then there will be no more gasoline powered cars. And as much as I love driving that Fiat five that Fiat five hundred electric, what I learned was Tom said, Hey man, you got like a ninety mile range, but if you turn the heat on or the AC or the there's hills, your ninety turns into seventy. And then you got to start thinking about where you're going to plug it in. Well, if you don't find a fast charging stop, you might be on a four-hour or five-hour layover just so you can get home. So yeah, it's a good meal. No, that would be. A good <laughs> it's a good meal. That's a good check in at, right check out the old country buffet because you're going to be here for a while. Yeah. Micro generation yeah. units that could produce like a 10 kW. Right. If you got a, a very small, a small package. 10 kW Honda generator. Right. Yeah. And then with a five get, with five turns dinosaurs into juice. Yeah. We're okay. And so, Johnny Chrome, <laughs> your, your motorcycle business. We are totally okay. You have one you, you thought of? My motorcycle business, I would use CT, whatever, 110 powered. Yeah. Rickshaws for the upcoming RNC convention. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I, yeah. Well, that goes along with what I was thinking. Motorcycle Uber. <laughs> What's that? Motorcycle Uber. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Dude, sidecar rigs and trikes. You no, rickshaws. I go Uber on my bike. I like that. Jesus Christ. What, uh, I charge more, though. You're, you're <laughs> out there, man. Because I can go faster. I'm out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I I'm out there and I'm loving it. Well, you know what's funny though is it's a short window though. Look you see all these people. You go to any you go to any trendy city in the world, and there's pedicabs. There's pedicabs everywhere. And the deal with pedicabs, yeah, right. The deal with pedicabs and the petty bar over on the west side. Petty file. Petty file. file. <laughs> <laughs> what? Pet your file. But here's what I'm thinking. Like the pet up, the pedicabs work because they're bicycles, so it's like, oh, it's a fucking bicycle, whatever. There's no legislation on it, but you do something with the CT110 powertrain. Now you don't have to pedal the bitch, and you can actually make a longer distance. You can get up and down the hill into the flats. You can get in the valley right. when you don't have to pedal. It's a legitimate thing. You can make great time, and you can make great time, and you can down gear the shit so it doesn't go over thirty miles an hour, but it goes up and down the hills like a dream. You know, we got hills. That's pretty good. Yeah. Kenny, you got any ideas for a motorcycle-related business you might be interested in? Not really. Nothing? You don't want to... Yeah. Smart man. Smart man. Smart, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, stand the, the fuck away. The <laughs> fastest way to get a million dollars in the motorcycle industry is to start, start with, with two. two million. You'll be there in no time flat. The uh, I really do... When I think about this stuff, what I've, what I've kind of thought about is I would like to go somewhere with a 300-day... 400 day, 400 day riding season. Uh, I'd like to be able to ride. Well, more, I'd like to be able to ride 1.25 miles, 1.25 days for every day. Yeah, I'd like to go somewhere that has a. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I'd like to be able to go somewhere that's got a great riding season, but and not. I would like to eliminate all of the the corporate horseshit. I would like to get down to the get down to. What I consider to be the 1950s idea of ye oldie timey shop. And I would like to eliminate all of the government interaction. I would like to eliminate everything. And I'd like to get back down to like Cletus's garage. You remember that guy on Dukes of Hazard? What was his name? Cooter? Yeah. Cooter had a tow truck and was always busy. 
Like, he had one piece of equipment, and that motherfucker was always busy. Anybody with a truck. Like, between busy. Roscoe P. Coltrane and the Duke Boys, that motherfucker was busy 365, right? And so I was thinking, like, in a motorcycle standpoint, literally going and minimizing everything. They talk about, like, people living in, like, these micro houses yeah. now, yeah. and everybody kind of minimizing their whole life and getting smaller. I think I'm I'm ready to get smaller with the whole motorcycle thing, like... Get a little bit, not off the grid, but just like, hey, it's Phil's house of bikes, you know? We were well, talking about the perfect motorcycle house. It's like, yeah. my brother Mark has, he lives, for, the ground floor is all garage. It's a three-car garage. It's his basement. It's his no, basement. that's his ground floor. That's his ground floor. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And then you live upstairs, yeah. right? Kevin's house. He yeah. had, it was a two-car garage, but it went six yeah. cars deep. That yeah. Was, yeah. He lived above it. He lived above it. And yeah. you have that on a little piece of paper, yeah. not too far out yeah. of town, but people can come out yeah. and bring their bikes out yeah. to you. Hey, you want to work on the bikes at midnight? You go down to your pizza exactly. and Exactly. And just have a nice group of people that comes and goes, you know, roams around. And if yeah, you put sell... over there, put a tag on it. Yeah. And if you sell 40 you. bikes a year, that's a great year. You know, you sell 40 <laughs> bikes a year, and if they all fit the description of motorcycle. Take her with know? them, fix them up, put them yeah. on eBay. Right. And don't you know keep keep the titles open, sell them on a good buddy you know a good buddy network and that kind of thing, and just just really break it down to its sheer essence. Get down to that point. Eastside Bob does that. Does he? That's where he's at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's got this crazy spread. Our buddy Eastside Bob in Willoughby has got like a house. It's a normal like two bedroom bungalow type house, but then he's got these weird like six concrete buildings back there. They're like these big fuck-off giant chicken coops or whatever the hell they are. But you could put a dozen cars in each one of those buildings. You can see it from the freeway. And he does vehicle storage, but he also works on motorcycles. And he's a talented mechanic, like in his own right. And he flips bikes all the fucking time. And that's his... What's his real job? He works on cars or something? I don't know. I've never got an idea. (laughs) And you know what? You know you've run into a true artist when you can't figure out what they do for a living. When you can't figure out what that fucker does for a living, remember Hunter S. Thompson said, tomorrow is the safest place I'll ever be because I don't know where I'm going to be yet. So those fuckers can't possibly, if I don't know where I am, they can't know where I am. And that's his deal. He's kind of living that life. You don't, you've been his friend for years. You don't know what he does for a living. Well, how the hell is the IRS ever going to catch him if you're his buddy and you don't know what he does? And I, I'm sure like all of his bike stuff is just... You know, he buys it. It's all cash, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's he's bought and sold expensive bikes, Indians and right. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, was into the Suzuki RE5s for yeah. a while. I've had a couple of years where I've only lived on my own garage, where between my garage and a few guns, where I my only source of income was not a paycheck, and it was just by selling old bikes and selling old guns, and you know, my only source of income was killing motherfuckers. You know what? No, you can't do that anymore. You know why? <laughs> anymore. No, you can't. The days Your of license ran out. The days of not like the old days. Not like the old days. Yeah, the the days of being able to do that and being a true, like a true entrepreneur kind of thing is difficult because everybody's got their hand in your pocket. If you did want to be a motorcycle kind of guy and live a motorcycle adventurous lifestyle. Everything I've heard everybody talk about tonight has all been a super small business. It's been a super tiny, like, manageable hobby business. 
Nobody here said they wanted to have a dealership with 200 units. Uh, right. Well, we're not that crazy. No, no. no, it's a bad idea, and I think everybody uh-huh. knows it. I think the cat's out of the bag on uh-huh. that one. Well, yeah. Four years, retired, and then I could can do right. that. Yeah, so that's exactly it. So, All right, wrap it up. We're wrapping it up. So by the time you hear this podcast, we will have already been or be on our way to the motorcycle show at the Cleveland IX Center. And that will be next week. That will be next week. Exactly. Now, 1-800-BIG-FILM. No, 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 no. No, not at all. <laughs> Quite the contrary. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a really good podcast for you. We want you to pay attention and listen next week because we got a special we'll guest lined test. up. Of course we yep. will. And uh, we do want you to uh, keep in mind that... For us, the motorcycle show is the official launch of what? Spring. Summer. Spring. Right. Spring. It's the official, like, shit's going to happen soon. Squirrel spring. Right. Yeah. Uh, aside from the giant green parade that happens in the city of Cleveland. March 14th. <laughs> March 17th. <laughs> I start three days early. St. Paddy's Day. Is the worst month. Is your last day in conference? I start three days early. Uh, well, that's the Orthodox. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, I got a question for you guys. The Orthodox if, Irish. If I said that we could get a spot in the St. Paddy's Day parade, would anybody be interested in doing it? Oh, yeah. Sure, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll go back to you when I can see what the weather's going to be like. Well, that's always a sticky wicket because we've been there when it was seventy and sunny. We've also been there when it was thirty and. Snowing sideways. I'll do it on the motard. Yeah, right? I mean... I have heated grips. <laughs> <laughs> and shorts. Heated shorts. Yeah, I mean, come on. There's a, The idea is if you guys did want to do a, uh, a Cleveland Moto uh, ride for the St. Paddy's Day Parade, I could put that together for us. So if anybody's interested in doing it... Can I do wheelies? Of course you can do wheelies. It's All a right. parade. Jesus. Okay, so here's the rule. You can dress... do at least one. Okay. Do I have to dress in a leprechaun costume? No, but green is good. What about kilts? I love kilts. Ooh, hey. Yeah, kilts is go. good. I like kilts. The weather's... Yeah, bring it. Permissive. Uh, what we will tell you, if you're going to... If nobody's ever ridden in the Cleveland uh, St. Paddy's Day Parade... The the only thing that outnumbers the amount of drunks in the St. Paddy's Day Parade is the number of cops. And so the entire parade route, which goes right through the middle of downtown Cleveland, is lined on both sides by every cop that's ever worn a uniform. That's the day they all work. OT. Yes. It is pure overtime. <laughs> it costs the city millions of dollars to put on this fucking dog and pony show of drunk idiots. You can't idiots. put up a porta potty anywhere. No, no, no. Yo. <laughs> You piss in a fucking bag or whatever, no, but, but you're... the guy in the yeah. skates picks up the horse poop. Yes, he does. So here's what I'll tell you. If we want to do it, here's what I've learned. <laughs> in that parade, I... don't know about where the poop goes. Well, yeah, he does. It's his job. In that parade, we have slid... I've slid sideways in a sidecar rig. I've done wheelies on every kind of bike you can imagine. The cops that would normally be citing you for <clears throat> reckless applica- operation of motor vehicle... Application? We start the trip off by, uh, we go to the great, uh, we Porco. go to a, a great the Irish great bar. Porcos. No, no, no just, <laughs> our, we pregame. Porcos. So we pregame at Steelyard Commons at uh, um, McFriday's. Because the Steelyard yeah. place open. <laughs> because there's nobody there. Yeah. And so and we no one's there. open. Right. We get our food, we get our drinks, and then we go up to the parade site, we roll in, and because you're on two wheels, you can filter through all the bullshit because there's, I mean, par- traffic at <laughs> traffic at the St. Paddy's Day Cleveland parade is a nightmare. So lane splinter. But if you're, on, 
We happen to know. All you have to do is when somebody tells you something, yeah. just tell them the last guy you encountered said it yeah. was okay. No, we were told to go right here. <laughs> they told us to go through here. We'll go. We'll have a, no, we'll have a breakfast. See that guy back there? Yeah. That he said it was us. cool. It works for us. It works for us. <laughs> it always works. <laughs> Trust me. A, a chicken carcass out of a shotgun? Yes. <laughs> Keystone Cops. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you straight away. Well, that's Lakewood's parade. Yeah. But the uh, clowning cops. The uh, But this parade is so weird. Like, I can't believe they let us get away with what they let us get away with. Every year, I can't. It's to this day, I still like. I'm sliding a sidecar rig sideways, backwards, into a crowd of people, and the cop is like, "That's awesome!" <laughs> and I could never do that at any other time. You know, he knows you're fully insured. So. No, he has no idea. I think the anybody whole you run is, over, right? Yeah, accidental death and destruction. I think they're so. I think the deal is they're so worried about the people who are witnessing the parade. That they forget that the people inside of the parade may be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, but if you guys do want to do it, I'll get us signed up for it, uh, and we'll get a group of people together to do the the do Cle- we'll do Cleveland do Moto at the St. Patty's Day Parade. It is a load of fucking fun. Uh, it is silly. It has to we be got Cleveland t-shirts. McMoto. Cleveland McMoto. <laughs> we, we we got t-shirts, right? Yeah, we'll get t-shirts. Uh, you know what we'll do? We'll print up. We'll print up some green Cleveland Moto shirts to put over our shit. Cleveland, you know? yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll have green T-shirts. We'll make some big blousy shirts. Come on down and ride with the Cleveland McMoto. Oh, and they and for the record, Cleveland McMoto. When we when we go past the reviewing stand, they do a readout, and whatever I put in, they read. They've been doing this for years. I'm not kidding you. When we go past the review stand, whatever I tell them to read, they read. Nice. So we can be liberal creative. with what we decide. Yeah, we can be creative. Uh, this is the Cleveland Moto Podcast. You know, whatever. I don't care. It's uh, the idea being that it's a relatively long parade as parades go. It's not two, three blocks. It's a fucking, it's the entire city of Cleveland. 12 blocks. It's far. No, I mean, I think, I think last year we lined up on like East 42nd and we went all the way through. And the nice thing is then you're already downtown and you're already on your bike. So, you know, the only way to be... Are you drunk a little bit? Well, I'm going to tell you a tip for your a tip for the people who listen to the podcast who like to drink. Two wheels... Don't ever do it. Two wheels <laughs> makes the lane oh that much wider. <laughs> and anytime there's traffic like Fourth of July, and you know the city's all every modern every modern metropolitan area, you go to a thing like Fourth of July, you go to a thing like you know St. Patty's Day, the city's become a fucking nightmare if you're in a car. You know that's why Uber makes so much that's money. But if you're in a two wheeled vehicle, yeah. you just fucking let that no. shit fly, man. Just just go wherever yeah. you want to go. So <laughs> I think we'll do that. We'll set that up, and it'll be a good time. We'll have a good time. Kind of rig with Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah. Um, one the one year one of our guys brought out a, a Stella sidecar rig with like a five foot tall inflatable leprechaun in the sidecar rig. What I'm thinking would do better is maybe we should buy, like, go on Amazon and buy, like, eight of the cheapest inflatable love dolls. I already have mine. Okay? Seven. And I'll get a tank of helium. So I'll get a tank of helium, 
And we'll get like six or seven or eight inflatable love dolls. We'll put one on a string behind each bike, and we'll spray paint them green. Say, sweetie, would you like to take our love life to the next level? Uh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Because if... How much fun would you have if you had an inflatable love doll on a 20-foot string above your motorcycle? In Cleveland. In Cleveland. Yeah. I'm telling you. The rule for the St. Paddy's Day Parade is if it's green, you're trying. They're going to let you get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Either so, that or they give you a free room for the night. <laughs> You could do a lot worse, I'm telling you. All so, right, Dallison. All right, so on that, guys, remember, uh, sitting around drinking with a bunch of the guys, six rounds bought and I bought five. Spent the groceries and half the rent, like $14.27. Uh, drive fast and take chances.